0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music, and more. Australian vets are working frantically to try and understand a mystery illness that's caused hundreds, uh, thousands actually, of lorikeets to plummet from the sky. The beloved and colourful birds are a common sight across much of the country, but this year a record number are falling victim to what's known as lorikeet paralysis syndrome. The demand for help has overwhelmed some vets. Tanya Bishop is the head vet at wildlife rescue group WIRES and joins me now. Tanya, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very well. Tell us about this lorikeet paralysis syndrome. What is it? So lorikeet paralysis
1: syndrome is a syndrome that we have seen sporadically for more than a decade. But since about 2021, when we started to have these very extreme rain events, it was when we started to see very large numbers of birds come down, where we had had these extremely heavy rain events, followed by a lot of really high temperatures and humidity, just affecting much large numbers of birds.
0: So if a, if a bird has the syndrome what do they look like what do you see
1: Um so just from the start bird could
0: look like they're just on the ground hopping
1: around to being right down laying down unable to fly um and some of them eventually the characteristic of them is that their their voice becomes um quite weak um and then eventually they they're unable to blink and and have trouble breathing and unfortunately they'll they'll pass away
0: after that so you were talking before about the conditions, particularly some of the wet conditions. Is is that why it's been much worse this year? Do you think? Yeah. So
1: we a research group was formed. Just a uh, it's a multidisciplinary re, research group from uh, wildlife from Queensland, uh, pathologist, epidemiologist, DPI, right down to Sydney Uni and Taronga Wires. Um, all the way down to New South Wales to look at this just because of the sheer numbers. And that started in 2021 and started to have a look at what was, uh, you know, factors that were common. So it was definitely related to these really extreme rain events that we'd been happy having. So the, you know, the really incredibly heavy, heavy rain all of a sudden followed by days of high temperatures and high humidity. And invariably that's what set these events off.
0: You've travelled to the epicentre of this year's event, um, which was at Grafton in northern New South Wales. Tanya, can you describe for me what kind of situation the vets have been dealing with there?
1: So they reached out to wires just because the, the carers that were there had been trying to deal with it themselves with the help of, of local vets. They'd reached out for some guidance um, as well how to deal with this, but it had just overwhelmed what their capability was of of being able to deal with this event um, and so why i set up a um, and emer- they set down their emergency team um, with their bands and we got a community center because the numbers of birds were literally around about 150 to 200 birds coming in a
0: day and and is the syndrome is it survivable for these birds um without
1: supportive treatment um, a lot of the birds that are are badly affected, do die. Um, and and that's the thing that, you know, was reaching breaking point for a lot of the carers as well as the vets is just so many of these, you know, beautiful birds coming down and, and dying. But um, if you find them early enough and we're able to give them supportive care and treatment, you can get them to a point where we can, we can flush what we believe at this stage to be either a, a toxin from either a bacteria or a, a fungus out of their system um, to the point that they stabilise and, and start to recover
0: from this. Is, is there but a risk that they'll have permanent damage from that, Tanya? Sorry. Um, not not that we've seen. The ones that are capable of
1: surviving, the majority of them go back to be okay. What we've seen from past events and, and these, are, uh, especially this event, as well as there might be one or two for which... There was permanent muscle damage because what we do know from the blood test is that their muscles were damaged from enzymes from multiple blood samples that have been sent away um, as well as um, kidney etc so some of them have been a little bit far damaged but um, that's by far the minority if we get in early enough so the great thing is that the majority of them that we did treat at the um, at the triage centre have actually gone on to to go to rehab, which those wonderful carers have been carrying out a marvellous job. And some of them from that event are already um, ready to be test flown and, and released, which is wonderful news for all of us.
0: Is, is there any worry that um, this event could have serious damage on the lorikeet numbers overall?
1: What we're getting concerned about is when we were seeing it sporadically, the numbers of lorikeets are obviously quite robust, but this is now the fourth event, and we'd probably say it's it's the worst out of the four this time. And what we know from the state of the environment and all the predictors are that we seem to be having more and more of these extreme events. So if we get rain, it seems to be extreme and very heavy. And if it's dry, it's extremely dry and we tend to get drought. So what we're worried about is if if this cycle keeps continuing, because we've had multiple events already since 2021, but two really bad ones, is that there could be the potential to start to affect um, population numbers. Um, and we know so many other animals are affected by climate change, so we don't want rainbow lorikeets to become yet another one.
0: Just finally, Tanya, if if one of our listeners, if they find one of these birds which looks as if it's in this condition, what what should people do?
1: Um, if they come across them again most of them are at the point now we're at the recovery phase in in most centers but the important thing to remember is these birds are going to appear very very hungry um, and the main thing to remember is they're they're paralyzed so they can't protect their airways they can't swallow so they might appear desperate to feed they might appear desperate to take some form of food but The best thing to do is get them to a a qualified carer or ideally a qualified vet so that they can be given the fluids and the support that they need um, just because it could be disastrous if they're given something orally in this circumstance.
0: I know people, many people absolutely love these lorikeets. They're beautiful um, birds. Tanya, thank you very much. No problem at all. Thanks. ABCRN helps you understand the world.